Chapter 10 of the Junior Classics, Volume 8, Animal and Nature Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arnie Horton. The Junior Classics, Volume 8, Animal and Nature Stories. Edited by William Patton. Chapter 10 some true stories of horses and donkeys by w h g kingston the horse becomes the willing servant of man and when kindly treated looks upon him as a friend and protector i have an interesting story to tell you of a mare which belonged to captain i an old settler in new zealand she and her foal had been placed in a paddock between which and her master's residence three or four miles away several high fences intervened the paddock itself was surrounded by a still higher fence one day however as captain i was standing with a friend in front of his house he was surprised to see the mare come galloping up supposing that the fence of her paddock had been broken down and that pleased at finding herself at liberty she had leaped the others he ordered a servant to take her back the mare willingly followed the man but in a short time was seen galloping up towards the house in as great a hurry as before the servant who arrived some time afterwards assured his master that he had put the mare safely into the paddock captain i told him again to take back the animal and to examine the fence more thoroughly still believing that it must have been broken down in some part or other though the gate might be secure captain i and his friend then retired into the house and were seated at dinner when the sound of horses hoofs reached their ears the friend who had on this got up to look out of the window saw that it was the mare come back for the third time and observing the remarkable manner in which she was running up and down apparently trying even to get into the house exclaimed what can that mare want i am sure that there is something the matter captain i on hearing this hurried out to ascertain the state of the case no sooner did the mare see him than she began to frisk about and exhibit the most lively satisfaction but instead of stopping to received the accustomed caress off she set again of her own accord towards the paddock looking back to ascertain whether her master was following his friend now joined him and the mare finding that they were keeping close behind her trotted on till the gate of the paddock was reached where she waited for them on its being opened she led them across the field to a deep ditch on the farther side when what was their surprise to find that her colt had fallen into it and was struggling on its back with its legs in the air utterly unable to extricate itself in a few minutes more probably it would have been dead the mare it was evident finding that the servant did not comprehend her wishes had again and again sought her master in whom she had learned from past experience to confide here was an example of strong maternal affection 
eliciting a faculty superior to instinct which fully merits the name of reason the memory of horses is remarkable the newsman of a country paper was in the habit of riding his horse once or twice a week to the houses of fifty or sixty of his customers the horse invariably stopping of his own accord at each house as he reached it but the memory of the horse was exhibited in a still more curious manner it happened that there were two persons on the route who took one paper between them and each claimed the privilege of having it first on each alternate week the horse soon became accustomed to this regulation and though the parties lived two miles distant he stopped once a fortnight at the door of the half customer at one place and once a fortnight at the door of the half customer at the other and never did he forget this arrangement which lasted for several years i was once travelling in the interior of portugal with several companions my horse had never been in that part of the country before we left our inn at daybreak and proceeded through a mountainous district to visit some beautiful scenery on our return evening was approaching when i stopped behind my companions to tighten the girths of my saddle believing that there was only one path to take i rode slowly on but shortly reached a spot where i was in some doubt whether i should go forward or turn off to the left i shouted but heard no voice in reply nor could i see any trace of my friends darkness was coming rapidly on my horse seeming inclined to take the left hand i thought it best to let him do so in a short time the sky became overcast and there was no moon the darkness was excessive still my steed stepped boldly on so dense became the obscurity that i could not see his ears nor could i indeed distinguish my own hand held out at arm's length i had no help for it but to place the reins on my horse's neck and let him go forward we had heard of robberies and murders committed and i knew that there were steep precipices down which had my horse fallen we should have been dashed to pieces still the firm way in which he trotted gave me confidence hour after hour passed by the darkness would at all events conceal me from the banditti if such were in wait that was one consolation but then i could not tell where my horse might be taking me it might be far away from where i hoped to find my companions at length i heard a dog bark and saw a light twinkling far down beneath me by which i knew that i was still on the mountainside thus on my steady steed proceeded till i found that he was going along a road and i fancied i could distinguish the outlines of trees on either hand suddenly he turned on one side when my hat was nearly knocked off by striking against the beam of a trellised porch covered with vines and to my joy i found that he had brought me up to the door of the inn which we had left in the morning my companions trusting to their human guide had not arrived having taken a longer though safer route my steed had followed the direct path over the mountains which we had pursued in the morning another horse of mine which always appeared a gentle animal 
and which constantly carried a lady was during my absence ridden by a friend with spurs on my return i found that he had on several occasions attacked his rider when dismounted with his forefeet and had once carried off the rim of his hat from that time forward he would allow no one to approach him if he saw spurs on his heels and i was obliged to blindfold him when mounting and dismounting as he on several occasions attacked me as he had done my friend a horse was shut up in a paddock near leeds in a corner of which stood a pump with a tub beneath it the groom however often forgot to fill the tub the horse having thus no water to drink the animal had observed the way in which water was procured and one night when the tub was empty was seen to take the pump handle in his mouth and work it with his head till he had procured as much water as he required a remarkable instance of a horse saving human life occurred some years ago at the cape of good hope a storm was raging when a vessel dragging her anchors was driven on the rocks and speedily dashed to pieces many of those on board perished the remainder were seen clinging to the wreck or holding on to the fragments which were washing to and fro amid the breakers no boat could put off when all hope had gone of saving the unfortunate people a settler somewhat advanced in life appeared on horseback on the shore his horse was a bold and strong animal and noted for excelling as a swimmer the farmer moved with compassion for the unfortunate seamen resolved to attempt saving them fixing himself firmly in the saddle he pushed into the midst of the breakers at first both horse and rider disappeared but soon they were seen buffeting the waves and swimming towards the wreck calling two of the seamen he told them to hold on by his boots then turning his horse's head he brought them safely to land no less than seven times did he repeat this dangerous exploit thus saving fourteen lives for the eighth time he plunged in when encountering a formidable wave the brave man lost his balance and was instantly overwhelmed the horse swam safely to shore but his gallant rider alas was no more some horses in the county of limerick which were pastured in a field broke bounds like a band of unruly schoolboys and scrambling through a gap which they had made in a fence found themselves in a narrow lane along the quiet by-road they galloped helter-skelter at full speed snorting and tossing their manes in the full enjoyment of their freedom but greatly to the terror of a party of children who were playing in the lane as the horses were seen tearing wildly along the children scrambled up the bank into the hedge and buried themselves in the bushes regardless of thorns with the exception of one poor little thing who too small to run fell down on its face and lay crying loudly in the middle of the narrow way on swept the horses but when the leader of the troop saw the little child lying in his path he suddenly stopped and so did the others behind him then stooping his head he seized the infant's clothes with his teeth and carefully lifted it to the side of the road laying it gently and quite unhurt on the tender grass 
He and his companions then resumed their gallop in the lane, unconscious of having performed a remarkable act. We have no less authority than Dr. Franklin to prove that donkeys enjoy music. The mistress of a chateau in France where he visited had an excellent voice, and every time she began to sing, a donkey belonging to the establishment invariably came near the window and listened with the greatest attention. One day, during the performance of a piece of music, which apparently pleased it more than any it had previously heard, the animal, quitting its usual post outside the window, unceremoniously entered the room, and, to exhibit its satisfaction, began to bray with all its might. Donkeys sometimes exert their ingenuity to their own advantage. A certain ass had his quarters in a shed in front of which was a small yard. On one side of the yard was a kitchen garden, separated from it by a wall, in which was a door fastened by two bolts and a latch. The owner of the premises one morning, in taking a turn round his garden, observed the footprints of an ass on the walks and beds. Surely some one must have left the door open at night, thought the master. He accordingly took care to see that it was closed. Again, however, he found that the ass had visited the garden. The next night, curious to know how this had happened, he watched from a window overlooking the yard. At first he kept a light burning near him. The ass, however, remained quietly at his stall. After a time, to enable him to see the better, he had it removed, when, what was his surprise to see the supposed stupid donkey come out of the shed, go to the door, and, rearing himself on his hind legs, unfasten the upper bolt of the door with his nose. This done, he next withdrew the lower bolt, then lifted the latch, and walked into the garden. He was not long engaged in his foraging expedition, and soon returned with a bunch of carrots in his mouth. Placing them in his shed, he went back and carefully closed the door and began at his ease to munch the provender he had so adroitly got possession of. The owner, suspecting that people would not believe his story, invited several of his neighbors to witness the performance of the ass. Not till the light, however, had been taken away would the creature commence his operations, evidently conscious that he was doing wrong. A lock was afterwards put on the door, which completely baffled the ingenuity of the cunning animal. End of chapter 10